Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Jungle Cruise is now in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access. And so far, it is cruising steady with high scores and a nice box office turnout. That means a sequel may be happening, and we sure hope it does. Now that Loki is gone, talk about sad panda. We're back to the Weekly Bugle, and What If drops later this month. We've watched the first three episodes, and we have some non-spoiler thoughts in store for you today. This is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen The Jungle Cruise, you better get off this boat. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, The Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. All right, let's talk Jungle Cruise because that ship has not sailed yet. I don't know. Was that like the worst pun ever? Probably. Anyway, it doesn't matter because that whole movie is just a giant (laughs) pun and I'm here for it. It was so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, Emily Blunt. Oh, the the chemistry between the two of them is insane. It's insanely good. On screen, off screen. That's why I was like, I need a sequel. Like, Right now. Give it to me now. They are the Hollywood like duo we did not know that we needed. That's exactly what I said in my review. (laughs) Yes, no, but it's it's so true. It's one hundred percent true. I love her as an actress. I love him as an actor. And to be fair, I knew she had a little bit of comedy in her, but I've never seen her like this. And uh, oh my gosh, they were brilliant. I mean, he always does kind of funny comedic things for the most part, with the exception of maybe like, I don't know. I think he's just always funny. Like now that I say that, I was like, wait, have I seen him not be funny? (laughs) I don't even know. I feel like he's been kind of more serious. Kind of more, is that properly? properly wow monday um (laughs) (laughs) let me let me rephrase that so it makes sense grammatically (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. he plays uh more serious characters i i would think his fast and the furious characters kind of more kind of there i go again whatever kind of more we're going with it serious than say his baywatch character well yeah okay for sure (laughs) however I really thought the writers played to his wheelhouse well with this one. Oh my they goodness. Didn't try to make him do anything that he's not capable of. There wasn't much, you know, like Jumanji 2, for instance. I loved him in the first Jumanji. I thought he did a great job as playing, you know, this, uh, what, geeky, weak kind of guy who's never kissed a girl. I thought he pulled that off really well. In the second one, being an angry, short Jewish man, like he was not a good Danny DeVito. Aquafina <laughs> nailed it. He, however, did not. So I was happy with the Jungle Cruise, just keeping it to the rock's strengths. Sure. And it was hysterical. Hysterical. And I'm so happy that my favorite pun is also their favorite pun. <laughs> Um, the cross-eyed one. The cross-eyed one is really funny. The whole like, <laughs> I had a girlfriend once. <laughs> you know, and the thing is that, like, I heard that, and at first I was kind of like, 
is that even appropriate? Like, <laughs> I don't think you'll hear that one at the parks. However. No, probably not. Probably not. But it was, oh my goodness, so funny. Oh, it so, was, so it funny. Was glorious. So for those of you who don't follow us on other social, Jan and I had the opportunity to interview the cast of the Jungle Cruise last week. And yeah, they got to talking about their favorite puns. And Dwayne almost said that one. Then he decided not to. And he told the orange juice <laughs> one. But then Jack Whitehall, who I also adore, by the way. I think he's oh my goodness, yes. In his on everything else I've seen him in. Uh he he was the one that was like, Well, I really like this joke. And then he told it. And I was cracking up because I'm like, that's the one that really got me when I was watching it. Cause all the other ones I've heard on, you know, the ride. And so they were funny because I love to see them. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, I know that one. But this one, I'm <laughs> seeing other people on the side, I was dead. <laughs> um, that whole interview with them, though, too, was hilarious. Oh, my I gosh. only I... wish it was available somewhere for us to share the video because it's another one of those that just everybody should have ah. a chance to share in that glorious, glorious hilarity. Oh, for sure. Uh, and it really solidified the chemistry for me that you could oh. just see it. Cause you know, you see it on yes. screen, we see it in the promos and some interviews that they've done, but this was like, Oh no, they are like legit BFFs at this point. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing. This well, bond and I, they have. I kind of wonder if that whole thing almost started with the ghosting, right? Like that's st- like, they tell the story of how like right. we kind of ghosted him when he first contacted her and they go <laughs> He's into never that been little... ghosted before. Only, only Emily Blunt could and would and did <laughs> ghost the rock. <laughs> Which is hilarious. But also like, I mean, she's so British that I could almost see her being like, wow, you did come on too strong and I just need a moment. And he's all like, I'm sorry, did she just ghost me? What? How come that lady is not returning my what? You know, like, and I can almost just see it playing out like in my head, which I think is also funny because it's like, you know, just enough about them or have seen them do characters where you can like, just imagine this having gone down. And she's all like, yes. Oh, well, he sent me this video that was like 10 minutes long. And he's like, no, actually it was like 25. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You just made it so much worse. I hope that one day the video surfaces. Oh my goodness. Please, please. So this video, which may or may not have taken place. (laughs) It's somewhere not the most appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which I really think they were making up FYI, but still hilarious. Um, That whole interview, I swear I had to cut out a lot of it because I was like, well, it's not exactly PG kind of. Oh no. Yeah. I, I cut out. Yeah. Like 90% of it. And I was just like, well, and they alluded to whatever. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yep. Uh, So yeah, there's this one scene with a sword and now that you're thinking innuendos, you could probably kind of guess where oh, that yeah. went. Was it kind of curvy? No, it was straight. It's really? Beloved. Oh, I thought it was kind of bent and weird. And I was like, oh my God. You no, guys. it's like, beloved. It's beloved. It's, it's a beloved, beloved story. Yes. By it's everyone. Like, oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> you're going to need two hands for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's your first time, right? 
my god. <laughs> so bad. So um, bad. So that scene in particular, I'll say. So the if you've watched the Jungle Cruise already and you weren't thinking that way, don't feel weird. I also was not thinking that way when I first saw that scene. I just thought it was funny, and it's funny. However, now when I watched it again <laughs> after their interview, I probably laughed a hundred percent harder. Because <laughs> I was oh, like, at least one hundred percent. Oh, 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 okay. I see what they were doing with this. Well, because you laugh at the fact that they were making innuendo and totally inappropriate jokes about something that should not have necessarily been inappropriate. So yeah. (laughs) And kind of sad, exactly. And then you're like, oh my goodness. So you start laughing about that. And then you think about the interview and how inappropriate that moment was in the interview. And then how the whole rest of the interview was hella inappropriate. And you're like, oh my goodness and then you're literally just laughing out loud for like the rest of the movie yeah and we're not trying to get them in trouble they just it was it was just funny it was very oh i have sat in in way worse interviews than that chris evans i mean that's one yes absolutely (laughs) yeah and we're not meaning inappropriate in a bad way oh no just the not like kid appropriate how about that (laughs) yes that's true that's true just not kid appropriate that's definitely not a kid friendly conversation although Mm -hmm. most kids would be like what (laughs) yeah exactly just innuendo which i suppose innuendos i suppose you could all you could say that that's all on everybody else listening and then it wasn't them but let's be real it was them because oh, even the rock stopped and he's like wait he's like this is disney this has to be kid friendly <laughs> i like how edgar um who who plays Aguirre is sitting behind him just kind of like shaking his head like oh my gosh this group well and i think he's also thinking like wow is this really how press conferences go he's like because this is his first disney movie so he's all like He's wow, probably is this like a what? Disney press conference? Yeah, he's like, what? What's happening here? He's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was a great interview. We were laughing. We learned a lot. Uh, we both have some write-ups on our websites that I will mm-hmm. link to in our show notes, so you can check it out. And it's completely friendly, kid friendly. <laughs> both mm-hmm. of them are kid friendly, so don't. One hundred percent kid friendly. We try to but keep it that way on our blogs. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're and on our podcast, really wanting to know what The Rock said about his favorite pun or when Emily ghosted him, totally clean version of the conversation. Yes, we got you. (laughs) But no, in general, I I really enjoyed the movie. It was like Pirates of the Caribbean meets the Mummy, the the 1999 Mummy, not the Tom Cruise Mummy. (laughs) Um, and Indiana Jones. It was kind of like a big mashup for me. And I loved it. It was just, it was just fun. And it's so nice sometimes to go watch a movie that's fun and engaging. Agreed. You don't have to and think too hard. You just, it's like the ride, right? You just get on, you enjoy, yes. you have a good laugh. Well, I was going to say, and that's the thing, like, there's no thinking involved really. Like there's a touch of thinking in terms of like trying to piece together a couple of things. But other than that, there's no real serious thinking power. Unlike you know, and I'll use the example I use sometimes when we talk about Marvel things, you go into something like watching a WandaVision or a Loki and you're like all the brain power to layers really put the pieces layers. together. So <laughs> many layers, you know, it's minimal brain power compared to some other things that you oh, just, for sure. It's like you walk out exhausted thinking about it. And this was not it. You just walk out like, 
wow, that was so much fun and I'm energized and I want to go watch it again. Yeah. There's some definite, like, like you said, it's definitely a mashup of like the Indiana Jones and the Pirates of the Caribbean and the mummy. And, you know, and if you think I back to some older things too, like a little bit, you get a little like romancing the stone and Mm -hmm. even African queen, like way old, you know, a little bit of that kind of vibe going on. Not that kids will get that, but. Right. And I don't think you need to have ridden the ride to enjoy the movie. Like at all. I think you'll enjoy it. I don't, I think you won't be able to tell what aspects are the ride. So like uh, when I saw it in the theater, I could tell people when they would laugh at something like the backside of water, for instance. Yes. You could tell that they were laughing, but they weren't laughing because they knew it was coming. Whereas like me and I could hear the guy a couple of seats down. We were both like the backside of water, like really quietly to ourselves, (laughs) you know? So if you haven't ridden the jungle cruise, it is full of puns. So that is why. Skipper Frank is very punny throughout Mm -hmm. the movie. It's not just some random gimmick. It's actually based on the ride. And the eighth wonder of the world is, in fact, on the ride. It's the backside of water. And it is totally different from the front side of water. So just (laughs) know know that. that. (laughs) It is. I really wish we could have asked The Rock to describe how I really wanted well, we to know so much, <laughs> so much wanted to know what the real answer to that is, because as far as I can tell, they really just look the same. No, they're slightly different. Come on. Now. Are they though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. I dare you when we're at Disney soon. Oh, you know, I will. I dare you to ask the same Oh, I totally question. will. I want to see I what will. they say. I'm going <laughs> to. You know I will, too. And I'm just going to be like, I'm so sorry. She's such a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was good. I loved the Easter eggs in there, too. Like, the ones that tie back to the ride at Disney and just some of the Disney lore. Mm -hmm. And the fact that now some of the props are included in the ride, which just kind of makes it. You know, like what they did with the Pirates of the Caribbean and fun. It's so much fun. I love those little little nuggets that they do anyway. I like, too, how they took – it's kind of an Easter egg, kind of just a general comment to the ride itself. But Trader Sam and then the natives, Mm -hmm. you know, because they they were able to – I don't know if tastefully is the right word, but tactfully, they got them in the movie. They're mimicking the ride, but at the same time being like, this is not who we are. We're literally hired by Frank to act like this. Like Trader Sam's like, this is a whole production. Like you're going to pay me more next time. Like this is ridiculous. So I loved how there was the authenticity of their people and culture. And then they made enough comments about the farce of it to kind of you know because people have that complaint about the ride they're like oh it's a caricature so i I just i liked how they handled it basically yeah no i agree they address the the sort of uh, inaccuracy of it and right without yeah well still kind of capturing the essence of the older part of the ride Mm -hmm. and the fact that trader sam is still elsewhere in the park in name 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I loved I loved her. She was great. Oh, yes. <laughs> as soon as she put on the top hat, I was like, yes, yes. That Sam. was brilliant. So <laughs> that was brilliant. Yes. I love her. Yeah. I love how when her and uh, McGregor get captured, she's like, I'm out. <laughs> that was hilarious. She's jump like- ship. I don't take rides from random submarines. I'm good. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. No strangers. <laughs> like, nice, nice. I was like, smart, smart. She's smart. So the good. other big thing we got to do recently, and we're not going to spoil, we can't spoil anything. First of all, we'll get in so much trouble. But we got to watch the first three episodes of the upcoming Marvel Studios show, What If? It debuts mm-hmm. August 11th, so that's next week. Yep, so next Wednesday. Yeah. And you guys, it's just, it's so good. It just gets better with each episode. I tell you, by episode three, which is my favorite of the three, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. It was so good. Yeah, I started on the first one and was just like, oh my goodness, I'm addicted. And then we got to two, and then we got to three, and I was like, what? And I was oh, like, no, I, I need know. number four. I know. So, Uh, so episode one is based on Captain Carter. I wasn't surprised about that, given how much she's in the promos. Mm -hmm. Um, Haley Atwell back as Captain Carter. It was just awesome. It was. It's. It's so interesting to me to see characters that we know in these different roles, but not quite Mm -hmm. so different. I just. I mean, she brought it. She was phenomenal. The action is on point. The visuals are great. Um, And it's funny because each episode, although they're done in the same format as far as visually speaking, the same type of animation, they're slightly different. So, I mean, you might have to be like a really big nerd to notice that, but they are very, they're slightly, they are, looks like a little bit. It's just, it's, yep. it's an interesting thing to me to see. And yeah, episode two, we got T'Challa as Star-Lord, which, mm-hmm. okay, oh, can we Chadwick. talk about like, first of all, I was emotional <laughs> watching it because we know it's mm-hmm. his last performance as T'Challa mm-hmm. and I believe, I think it was the last thing he worked on, period. I think so. Um, so that was emotional and like some of the dialogue and I'm like, I know they didn't know at the time right? that this was going to be it and that he was going to pass. But man, it was almost as if just like some spirit was guiding the writing of that episode because yeah. some of the lines, man, I was just like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, oh my gosh. It was a little it brutal. Was, it was. And not yep. in a bad way, just like emotionally. If just, you yes. Yes. Invested in black panther it's just mm-hmm. it's hard because you know and well we interviewed um the director the executive producer the head writer as well as the watcher himself jeffrey wright uh so good it was it was a great interview um but they were discussing this episode and we'll have those on our website as well mm-hmm. well they were discussing all the episodes but when they were talking about this episode in particular everybody got emotional like i don't i can't speak for all the other press out that was listening in. Uh, but I know I was emotional. I know you were, mm-hmm. um, they were getting emotional. They were, Oh, it was, it was, it was so touching too, just to even, you know, because 
I think he was just such, I mean, he was obviously such a part of that whole team's, you know, work and such, he was just so impactful in like all of their lives. Mm -hmm. And obviously he was working on this with them. So they were all working very closely together when he passed, but yeah, just hearing them talk about his work on this and then seeing how just, you know, visibly. How how it came together. Yeah. Mm. There was Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of love, not only from um, Chadwick himself, but from the team Mm -hmm. in this episode. And you can tell it's just, it's, I don't, I don't want to say anything else because I, you know, but just trust me, episode two just was, yeah. But it was also funny and it was Mm -hmm. fun to watch. So it was like a weird mix of emotions. It is. It's great to see T'Challa as Star-Lord. Yes. a different role for him. He didn't have to be quite as serious, which has been seen in the trailer. If you watch his trailers and catch him. And so um, to see him with um, Michael Rooker. Um, oh, and yes. Yondu, like, yes. oh, it was like, it's just such a lovely pairing, like mm-hmm. complete juxtaposition of like overall personalities. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is so yes. good. It was so great. And then episode three, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but. It was my favorite of the three. I was like, "That's a good one." As soon as I realized what the what if, Mm -hmm. blah 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 Mm blah, you know, Mm -hmm. happened this way. As soon as I realized what it was referencing, I was like, "Oh, Uh oh, this is so good." (laughs) Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, it has Uh me so hyped for the rest of the season. Like I said, it just kept getting better and better for me. The multiverse has never looked so good. Oh, it's yeah, good. Oh, it was so good. It's such a good well, time to be a Marvel fan. Oh, oh my goodness. I, you know, the amount of... Con- it's. I know that, like, the pandemic obviously pushed a lot of things back, but I feel like at the same time, it gave them time to work on so much of this in a way that they maybe would not have been able to work on it so focused if that makes sense, like, because everything was kind of on hold, but these types of projects, I think they were able to give more time to because they're animated and people could work on them, you know, at home or there are parts of it that could be done one-on-one that it's not really how the movies work or the live action stuff works. And so a lot of these animated things and both the Star Wars stuff too, but like those, those projects that were coming down the pike didn't necessarily have to get held up the same way that like a movie production does. And so those got held, but these still are just going the way they normally would. And so it's like, all of a sudden it's like, boom, 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 boom. And we're just like, oh my gosh, all the content. I can't even keep up. (laughs) Yes. And it's, oh my God, it's so exciting. It is. So what if is going to have 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. They're all running around 30 30 plus minutes each. I think the first three were about what? 32 minutes each. Uh, yeah. They were just about a half hour. Yep. Yep. So it's definitely a good amount for a TV show. They get a lot done. Um, and I can, like I said, after the third one, I was like, ah, oh, give me all of them. Like right now. Well, and I thought it was interesting. And they talked about this a little bit in the interviews, but like they're designed to kind of be a standalone unit. So you could watch one without having watched the others. Mm-hmm. However, they are continuous in that 
there are pieces that build upon them, right? Like if you didn't see number one, you might not necessarily know about Captain Carter and she is in subsequent episodes. However, you don't have to have seen number one to watch number three. Right. Like they're designed, you know what I mean? Like they're kind of designed to be their own standalone unit, but you know, clearly if you've watched one and go all the way through, you'll have, in my opinion, a better experience. Yeah. I also think it might be a case where you don't see how they all connect until the end. Correct. And yeah, then you're I like, agree. wait a second. This is how yeah. this gonna it's kind of like with Loki, Kang had been around, you know, as mm-hmm. he said, right, paving their path to him since right. episode one. So and if you go back for those who weren't all into the Kang conspiracy at the beginning anyway you can see it kind of you can see you can see the hints that were dropped all the way to the end so i'm excited to see i mean they kind of gave us a little bit of a teaser about how they might tie in together but not all the episodes specifically just particular right right um so i'm i'm excited to be to join the watcher as he said, he's like a huge Marvel fanboy. The Watcher is. Jeffrey Wright was like, yeah, The Watcher is basically yep. a, the biggest Marvel fan on the in the universe. <laughs> That's why Which he's is watching super cool. them. So I'm excited. I'm just like The Watcher. I'm going to watch everything 500 times. I'm going to have all my theories and we'll discuss them here. <laughs> you know the question I have now that I wish I'd thought of during the press conference? Mm. What if Stanley was alive? Would he have been the Watcher? Oh, that's a good one. Well, there was that fan theory that he was a Watcher, and that's how exactly, he was exactly. Everywhere. That's what I'm wondering. Oh, Stanley, that would have been cool. I don't think he. Well, with the way they're doing the Watcher's voice, I don't hear Stanley doing that. But I no, I don't I, either. But I, I just, wonder, you know, because of that fan theory and, like, how he had all those little roles and his, you know, his cameos in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he would have had a movies. cameo in each episode. I bet he would have. And, like, what his cameos, oh, man, what his cameos would have been in the shows. I'm just saying, that's, like, the perfect what-if scenario, right? Yes. You're welcome oh. for that on this Monday morning. <laughs> now I'm going to think about that, like, the rest of the day, like... <laughs> How would I have put Stanley in each episode? Yeah. And each <laughs> just I literally just so. thought of that and I was like, oh man. Because of okay. the yeah, that that fan theory. And then I was all like, oh, I should have outside of the press junket. What was oh, I man. thinking? Is Stanley also a Loki variant? That oh my god, how amazing would that be? Or would he have been a Spider-Man variant? Because I know Spider-Man was very near and dear. Oh yeah. Heart. Ooh, I bet I bet he'd be a he'd be a Spider-Man Spidey, variant. Spidey variant. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, he's a Kang variant. Like, oh, that would have been even better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I've got lots to think about now. Thank you. <laughs> no more welcome. work for me today. I'm going to spend the rest of my day. I see your next theorizing. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. Crazy town. Well, now that we've left you on a whole, you know, side note of randomness <laughs> for your day of 
variants and Stan Lee and, you know, what if. What if. <laughs> what if Stan Lee was, you know, the Watcher in the What If series? What if he was a variant of Spider-Man or Loki or Kang or, you know, anything? I'll let you noodle that for your, you know, day, week, eternity. Um, but we thank you for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. And we hope you join us next week as we talk about the first episode of What If? Because what if Peggy Carter was actually Captain Carter? And it's a good one. butt kicking. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So good. We cannot wait to chat about it with you. Cannot wait. Okay. So in the meantime, friends, as always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. And until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.